Hello and welcome back to Crow Medicine. Today, you are invited to join me on a deep dive into some of my notes about the metaphysical characteristics of the landmass we call USA. This is a conversation about what came before colonial encounter. This is a conversation about hidden sacred sites. This is a conversation about some of why the land here and the energy that we come into can be so intense. Even if you're not American, you may well like this story because the factors I bring forward are present in other countries and land masses, depending on what you're calling them. So tune in, my friends, for a special focus episode, The Land of America. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Crow Medicine. It is me, your host, Katie Indy Crow. And today I am going to take you on a little bit of a journey through a project of energy that I have been working on for a few years. Part of what I do as a psychopomp is I travel the world and I take care of the land and the people who live there, at least the souls, and sometimes the people who are currently alive. It really depends on what's going on. Every job is different. And so part of what I have been doing in the last few years is working with the land of the United States of America and the people and the souls who have come here. So that is the people who live here now as Americans, the people who lived here upwards of like 10,000 years ago and more as pre-colonial settlement, as well as the many, many people who have come here as migrants. As a person who is a land specialist, and who has also done a lot of sessions, soul healing sessions and energy alignment sessions with people who are American, as well as who has trained and advised people who are working on learning how to take care of the land in America. I figured that what I learned in the last few years that other people don't often hear or talk about was worth taking a moment to put a podcast together in saying. And so on purpose, for this podcast, I am going to talk about some of the esoteric and metaphysical characteristics of what we meet in the United States of America, or at least what we call it now, energy landscape. And I'm going to talk about it because it does bear an influence on the life ways and the experiences that we have today. This is a story that is fascinating for anybody. You don't have to be American to care about this because woven within this narrative are also very powerful lessons about how a land exists as an energetic structure and how caring for that land does support positive, healthy engagement of social life, political life, and also the natural life as we progress throughout the generations of our civilizations. One of the things that is important to remember when we talk about things like the energy character of a land is to say that just because a phase of development or experience began in whatever year, it does not just automatically preclude what came before. And there are a lot of harshnesses in the American energy system that are very hard to understand if you don't take a look at pre-colonial history. And so in this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about the land of America, but mostly what came before America, as well as a little bit about what happened during the settlement. And I'm going to tell it from a land-based perspective. Am I going to talk about energy threats? You betcha. But I'm also going to avoid doing the thing that some people do, which is I'm not interested in crapping on America 
or crapping on Americans. I'm not going to give political opinions. I'm not going to try to tell you what to think or feel. Everything that I put forward in this podcast is being done so because these are things that people need to know in order to be able to function clearly and in a purified, peaceful form here. We live in a very special place. And the more that we can get ourselves together and get ourselves right and grounded, and the more that we continue with this journey um, of healing our land and healing the government and healing all of the things that we do in our various jobs and relations, the more we get to continue um, standing in that space that America does operate in the world, which is unique and special and is not happening by coincidence. One of the first things I'm going to tell you is that this landmass has been important to the story of creation and continues to be so. And I will be passionately telling that in our year of 2023. So if you're interested in hearing that story, more stories about the land, make sure that if you are new here, you subscribe to this podcast, you sign up to my email list because there will be more like it. Without further ado, on to the story. All right, so let's get down to the nitty gritty. As with anybody who is presenting knowledge, it is important to situate where you come from in the process. So for me, I am both a trained social anthropologist and I am a metaphysical master. And so the way that I have approached this is with the rigor of both. And I think that it creates the space for a fairly unique perspective. What winds up happening because I come from these two supposedly disparate fields is I bring information that I observe in energy. So I will hear in energy forum when I go to a place, specifically the land talks to me. I hear the land, I hear sacred sites, I hear the wind, I hear the, I hear, I just hear souls, I hear everything. I am a person who is basically like a rod of research. I gather information constantly. And part of why I am a specialist of the land is because I have a pretty unique capability in being able to communicate with it directly all the time and so a lot of what happens with my work is I get called to a place by a river or a tree or a name and I will go to the place I will have an experience or I will have like many experiences leading into that journey which then gives me information to go looking for in the historical record and so so a lot of the time as an academic you just go ahead and you you get an idea and you go to the, the data first and the data patterns, uh, how you see things. For me, I kind of work the other way around, although I have a strong academic background on how colonial history works or how government structure works. In particular, those were some of the things that I did as a professional. I also have a very strong understanding of how souls and societies work and thus what they need to do to move. And so what I offer here is going to bring things from how you would understand the world as a social anthropologist or a sociologist together with how you understand the world as a metaphysical master. And one of the reasons I think doing this is valuable is because when we're only looking at one reality, when we're not looking at the energetic layer, we sometimes miss the picture. And I just think because of my experience sometimes also being as an outsider, I mean, I'm not American, although I live here now and I've been working in America energy since 2014, I'm Canadian. And I have been a specialist in Ireland, England, France, and other parts of Europe before I was here. And so getting to study the land in different places and getting to know how historical overlays happen gives you a really unique perspective. 
from which to evaluate and understand the ones that you're living in now. And so this is coming from a space of love. I am not trying to tell anybody what to do. I'm trying to tell people the information that I wish I would have known when I first came here working on energy. I am going to bring forward some of the things that make life here a little challenging, but also some of the things that make life here a little bit special. And it is all done with the idea that, hey, I'm America now too. I live here. I'm married here. This is our place. And also, by the way, the earth and the planet doesn't operate according to political entities. The planet is the planet is the planet. And this place on the planet is important to the story of creation. And because of that, I am passionate in healing it and talking about it and supporting other people who live here and doing the same thing too. Having said that, uh, the way that I'm going to present this information is basically just in the form of research notes, ethnographic notes. So I'm going to just give points and examples, and I'm not going to go too far into any given point. This is what you would kind of consider something like a research scope of some of the main factors that are influencing the land here. And later on in other podcasts and in other books and in other articles, I will talk about this more. So let's get started. One of the very first things that anybody here needs to know is that if an eagle shows up in your path, pay attention. Stop everything you are doing and pay attention. Every eagle has their own specific and separate message. There is a reason why eagle is the bird of America. There is a reason why so many people find meaning and peace in it. There is a reason why you can find people in any national park where there's eagles quietly walking around with their cameras excitedly showing one another pictures of it. Eagle is unification energy. Eagle is positive leadership energy. Eagle, and just another representation of that oftentimes, is the representations of elders and powerful spiritual energy being in your presence. So when an eagle comes into your path, stop for a minute. Pay attention. There might just be something happening inside of you or around you that is going to help you heal, grow, learn, or appreciate your life on this earth more. Building on that, a second main point, the landmass that got named the political entity, the United States of America, is a very powerful and special place. This is in part because of work that was done to it by layers of civilization that lived here before us. This is in part because of how Creator built this place. This place that we call now America has played an important role in our universal story of development. And this role has not been fully recognized by the mainstream population. I know that there are people, pockets of people who are living throughout this space who don't maybe, you know, who, who have oral traditions or cultural traditions, native traditions, stories, but you don't have to be native to have this knowing. I want to be clear about that too, is that that this land has there are in if you just go back and look at the at the stories or if you listen to the stories if you listen to the myths and i don't say myth in a secondary sense want to be careful to make sure people aren't putting that into that hierarchy because that's a thing that happened here uh america is important this landmass is special listen to the stories about how creator brought life here listen to the stories about how jesus came back here multiple times there's way more going on here than we talk about and not recognizing the spiritual importance of this land puts us at a disadvantage. We're going to continue recognizing the spiritual importance of this land, and that's a story I will continue to tell here as the years go on. The next point. 
The land has a rich story to tell, and it speaks loudly and clearly. As I said at the beginning of this segment, my number one compatriot in knowledge of how things work in America on, in terms of the land and the energy structure is the land and the energy structures themselves. This land has played, you know, this land oftentimes feels like people do not listen. Okay. And so that it also feels that some people who consider themselves to be land protectors uh, would rather talk about what the land wants and would rather influence the land from outside forces than actually work with the land as a structure itself. And so that's in the light working community, that's in the political community, that's in the environmental cleanup community. That's just like in general, the land feels like people don't listen to it enough. The land as a system is powerful. This is really important to know. And this land has the ability to cleanse and to heal itself. If we could do a better job to clean up things like the waterways and stop whatever it is they dump on us from the sky, that has, you know, I'm just going to, this is not a political statement, it's just an observation. How are we worried so much about cow farts in New Zealand, but we're not addressing what happens above our heads every single day? Just a question. I don't know. Questions that need answers. We'll continue moving on. And so, you know, the whole thing about the American landscape is that if we would stop polluting it as much as we are, the land and how it moves through the land and the water, how it is interwoven together and the way that the weather systems are supposed to work and be able to move around is a natural healing and cleansing system that helps to monitor and take care of the energy structure of the earth and would also be very helpful to supporting our healthy development as a civilization and a population. The land is struggling and the energy structure of the land has been incredibly depressed because it's just not getting paid attention to. Moving on. I will talk about more of that later. Not knowing the rich story of the land or the power of what has happened in USA, even before it was called that, has left all of us who live here in a vulnerability. And this is one of the main reasons why I'm bringing forward these points and talking all about all of this. I don't want us to be out of vulnerability. There is a huge amount of, this is going to be the probably what's going to sound like the craziest point to some people. It's going to be the point that a lot of people need to hear the most. And this is going to be the point that some people are probably going to react negatively at me for. I'm going to say this. First, I'm not here to receive negative energy from people because I'm telling the truth. If you feel that you need to freak out right now, that's probably because one of these energies is influencing you. This is a voice of love. I release and return any energy in advance that might come to me for making this point. Here we go. There is a huge amount of energetic interferences and voices from the other side that are vying for the attention in the spiritual and energetic and metaphysical landscape of what we call America. And I'm going to explain more about how and why that happens for the rest of this podcast, but we start this point here. There the depth and breadth of the interference in combination with some of the factors I'm about to talk about, where people are being pushed into a reality stream where we are volatile. When the land is so polluted, right? When we're not paying attention to healing the wounds of some of the things that have happened on it beforehand. When we are living in places that old sacred sites have been destroyed or mixed together and thus put out of tune, which are all the case for what we're dealing with here, we get into this space where all of the bad entities and the lower harmonic energy generated through human action kind of create a puddle of muck. 
And then we live in that puddle of muck as our vibrational reality. And this is, and when we're in that puddle of muck as a vibrational reality, we hear things and we feel things inside of ourselves that we think are ourselves, but it's not. And I know that that sounds crazy, but just from person to person to person, when you live in America, you know and have felt that huge bubble up of rage that you don't seem to feel anywhere else. Um, that's because there's energy here that tries to push us into volatility and extreme violence. And that also has to do with the extreme low vibration of the land and some of the souls that got caught up here. The landscape here and the star and just the process of soul healing and soul moving and all of that that somebody like me deals with did not get attended to for a long time and said honestly and in no way confrontationally some of the people who were doing it, I think, were being fooled and influenced to bring the souls that they were helping to really dangerous and dark places. And, you know, I, again, I'm not trying to put anybody down. What I am trying to say is that this is the mess that I walked into. And these are the things that I have spent all day, every day for the last two years trying to heal. And I hope that in saying this, I am encouraging people to realize, you know, when you feel the push or the poking to do things that aren't in your normal self, when you feel that screaming outside of your ear, when you go to express yourself and then all of a sudden you get jumped on, that's not real, like how the world is supposed to be. I mean, it's real because we're feeling it. It's not natural. And the more that every single person here takes accountability for their actions, and I mean, some people aren't going to want to because they're lazy and they're jerks. We as people who are listening to stuff like this, we are ready to take accountability for our actions. So get your vibration right. Get your soul right. Get yourself high vibe and start working with boundaries. More on that soon. Actually, that's the next point. For people who are energy sensitive in America, this is a special one for you. There are a lot of souls who are crying for help here. Who are being ignored by their people. What do I mean by that? How a soul becomes nestled in a body is a process. And I will explain that process in a future podcast. The Cliff Notes version of it is here. When our vibration is really low and our body is turned off, energetically speaking, or when we have not gone through the rituals of receiving ourselves, we wind up with parts of our soul kind of hanging on outside of ourselves, trying to get in. And so a lot of people will say that they're being guided by their higher self as though their higher self is something outside of their body. The reason why they're doing that is because their higher self is guiding them to get to the point where they can receive it and then they just embody their soul. My work is all about that. Anybody who's working on the energy pillar, that, 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 that's part of what you're doing when you're doing that is learning how to receive your soul fully. Anyway, the there are this is not an automatic process and there are people here for whatever reason. And I mean, I know the reasons, but I'm not going to really talk about them now. I'm just going to talk in general for this people do not want to help themselves sometimes and this is really hard for energy sensitive people because it's like you go outside of your house and all you hear is help me help me help me help me and you have friends and they're just like help me help me help me help me and you go you think you're going on a nice drive and the land's like help me help me help me help me and it's really hard and you know, it's really important that we have understanding for the people who aren't ready to walk into their healing yet. 
in a high harmonic pathway for people like us, what's supposed to happen is the people who come into their, our lives and who know what we are and who know what our skills are, are, are meant to like engage with us in a positive sense. And we're supposed to be able to like teach them something and be respected and appreciated for it. What winds up happening to a lot of energy healers and energy workers in America is that because people, for many reasons, something, some, well, I, I, I will talk about it, I guess, maybe. Um, where did I put it? I don't know. It's in the written report. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep this short, but I am going to say that this comes with a long written report. You can tell I'm uncomfortable making this point because I don't want to make people feel bad. I'm just going to say it. When people don't want to take care of themselves, it does put a huge amount of weight on people like me or you out there who are energy sensitive and who work on healing souls in the world because whether those people realize it or not, their weight still exists on the earth and interacting with them hurts. And so for people like us, a lot of the time what people do is they use us. They pretend they want to be our friends or they pretend that they're you know going to engage with us or they pretend that there's an opportunity or they pretend that they want to be in a relationship with us. I know that happens to a lot of people. And then when they're done using us for our spiritual capabilities, they discard us like yesterday's news. And that has to do a lot with the, the decimation of respect for the feminine energy strands that are related to basically everything. And I know that that sounds really harsh. I'm not trying to be mean. What I am going to say is that the best advice that I have to say to you is that everybody has to realize it's not just the souls that don't want to help themselves, but it's also all of this stuff that's happening on the land. And it's creating this double scenario where it can be hard to go outside. It can be hard to go somewhere. And for people like us who are energy sensitive and energy aware, we have to learn our boundaries here. We have to know that it's not like this everywhere else. And so that being energy sensitive isn't necessarily as crappy as we think it is because of the overwhelming state that we're in here. Um, there is also this whole thing where once we realize the context that we're dealing with, we can then better prepare ourselves for it. A walk in Baltimore and Philly is not the same as a walk in Halifax or Paris. It comes with a lot more recent death and it comes with a lot more intentionally skewed sights. And so we just have to know that that's happening so that we can keep ourselves safe. I have had to work with children in the past who, you know, driving through Chicago, driving through certain places, they freak out. That's because they're sensing the warfare that happened there. That's because they're sensing the energetic instability and they're asking for help. <laughs> On to the next point. And this is really important. Different layers of civilization have existed here much longer than we are taught to accept in the common narrat narrative. There's a presumption that there's only one layer of pre-colonial people and then colonization and then now. So like that's inaccurate. 1400 was not the first encounter, nor was it necessarily the most impactful. A lot more has occurred on this land because it has been of great spiritual importance for an incredibly long time. Building on that. The energy here on the grid is in discombobulation and it's in part because of the different layers of civilization that have lived here. They have not all worshipped the same thing. They have not all been in coordination with one another. They have not all been peaceful. <laughs> and, and sometimes there have been things that we as people who live in America now, what is called America, our contemporary civilization has inherited some energy problems that aren't necessarily ours. And this is a really important thing to say. 
a lot of people crap on us for everything we do as people who live in America. And they treat us like we are the bane of the problems of the world. And the thing is, is that the problems of the world did come here. And guess what? It's to get solved. And so although these aren't necessarily American problems, they're going to, in part at least, American solutions. So da-da-da-da. In some cases, there's a couple of reasons why this energy discombobulation has happened. I'll give you a couple examples from what are the main things I find as I'm traveling. In some cases, it is because settlement was left very quickly and because of brutal wars. So there is a huge mass grave that is just in, you know, in the Sandy Valley in Ohio that suggests that there was um, basically a complete decimation of a civilization and then a taking over of their space and then living there. That creates a pretty serious energy impact. So serious that as I was coming down the Ohio River, how I found out about this is I could feel my energetically as I travel, as I was saying earlier on, you feel what's going on in the land and the land communicates to you about what it needs to be understood in order to it be healed. And so one of the main things that the land was telling me moving through like the Allegheny Mountains, Pittsburgh, uh, into the Ohio River area was massive warfare occurred there. And this warfare was brutal and it was rooted in magic. And it was there are certain things that I'm not allowed to say right now because there are tribes, people, and different groups of people who are still alive who are working on it. And what I'm dancing around is considered sacred knowledge. And so how did I get it? The land told me. <laughs> and the birds and the trees. And, you know, that's how you get it too, right? But I'm, I'm not going to disrespect what is currently sacred knowledge. What I am going to say is that I felt very distinctly my intestines being ripped out and worn when I was traveling through the Allegheny Mountains. And so I thought, and then as I traveled through up the road, up, 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 up into Pittsburgh, it's like battle, 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 battle. All I felt was battle, but I didn't recognize any current battles that it could have been. So I go to the historical record. I go to like some weird um, armchair archaeologist book because it would never be printed really in contemporary archaeology. And I find, oh, there's a battle that happened just right around here. And this battle was particularly brutal. And so what I'm feeling is the remnants of that. So if you've ever traveled to the Allegheny Mountains and in particular underneath that pass and thought, what is going on there? In part, it's this battle. And so as I've discovered, there's also a large degree, this is point two, of energetic discombobulation that is happening because of how these different layers of sites and sacred sites uh, fell out of use and in some cases were taken apart and used as building materials. This is not just something that happens in America. This is something that happens in other parts of the world. So take note. When you take apart, I say, oh, my God, the sky is just filled with them. <laughs> I just looked outside. The sun is rising. It's a beautiful pink sunrise with weird streaks. It's great. When it, a sacred site is taken apart, it doesn't mean that what that site was supposed to do stops being important. Sometimes those sites are there because the people who built them knew that they had to take care of the planet. And so when they get taken apart and the jobs stop being done, either because the people have been relocated due to colonialism or killed due to warfare or died off, or in the case of my people coming from the European side, you know, I'm Acadian, but I also work in a trajectory of people, the feminine energy strand and the caretakers of the land where we got hunted for like 300, 400 years in Europe and that hunting continued during the the witch hunts that came over here to the United States and then it kind of layered in with what became the colonial mission and it was all a pretty 
devastating impact on the feminine energy strands. And as the feminine energy strands and the people who represented them died, you know, it created this space where a care vacuum came into place. And that care vacuum then created the forgetting. And with the care vacuum and the forgetting, these sites got placed as like crushed up and made as roads or they got flooded and towns and cities were put and like towns were put on top of them in some cases like in Chicago. And it's really interesting and I will give more examples of this later, that you can pretty directly correlate high crime rates with discombobulated and broken sites. And as I travel the land, fixing this is one of my main things that I will work on and continue to work on because it is important to me. Just like I said, just because a site isn't being used anymore doesn't mean it doesn't have power. And so when some sites from different times and spaces are being mixed together in building materials and all of the energetic aspects of them are being forgotten about and just lived upon, they can become magnification devices for sometimes really negative stuff unintentionally. And so that's like a large part of why I think sometimes the energy of Philadelphia or Chicago can be so harsh because there are energetic structures that were there. There are some things uh, in, in their museums that are placed really disadvantaged, really bad positioning. I'm not saying it's intentional. I'm just saying it happened that are creating a vacuum in the land that I had to fix and that we are working on. So let's go to the next point. And this is one that I think you would have picked up by now that I want to just make because it is important. USA did not start as a blank slate. As the land shows me and I discover thread by thread, there were conflicts. There was government. There was advanced peaceful society happening amongst the tribes, people, and groups of people who have lived here for 10,000 years plus. I feel probably about 26,000. One of the key representations that a lot of us work with is this idea that before colonial interest arrived on the land, everything was peaceful and great. And this isn't the case. We know that there were, in fact, peaceful people living in the Delaware, Maryland, and D.C. areas at the point of contact, and they date back at least 10,000 years, so they definitely are real and they are important. Having said that, at the point of colonial arrival, there was also a long history of cannibalism, enslavement, human sacrifice and spiritual manipulation that was happening in pockets of this land and the mass what appears to be a mass extinction of people in that grave in ohio is an example of that this generates some very unhappy energy another example of this energy that i talked about that in already in a podcast is my podcast about buffalo part of the major thing that created the evil cave <laughs> that that evil cave where the spirit existed was that the people there the tribe, the Mohawk, had started eating people. And there was other groups that were there that were eating people also. And they were doing it as part of their spiritual um, domination of people after warfare. And that creates negative influence. And yeah, that was probably some of the most ugly energy I've ever dealt with in all of the world. And I, I bring it forward here to say that when USA was being conceived and growing, it was doing so amidst these complicated matters, not in spite of them. In fact, the settlers wound up teaming up with certain bands and tribes, thus playing a part in some of it. It is also important to remember that just because the people who became Americans had nothing to do with the pre-existing conflicts on this land, that does not mean that those wars or their impact disappeared energetically. Rather, they mixed and mingled with the issues being brought over by the Europeans and brewed up, like I was saying, helping to create the quagmire we are dealing with today. And then this gets added to because we have people coming from all over the world that are bringing their spiritual influence here. Like I said, 
this isn't all American problems, but we are in a very special spiritual place and all together we are creating solutions. And again, I remind, this is what I'm saying this. One of the reasons that these energies and the conflicts were never properly dealt with is that a good number of the people who would have had the skills to do so died, as I was saying, either through acts of war or through the colonial impact and genocide. Other people were moved off their lands from their reserve. And then a second main reason is that the environment was hostile to witchcraft. So that brand, and I say that in quotations, because what I do could have been called witchcraft, and I definitely don't call it that. But then later on, it got called insanity. You know, people who became, that was a term against people showing psychic abilities. So there was a lot of efforts, culturally speaking, including genocides, murders, and, 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 and institutionalizations to stop people like us from being able to talk about this, to fix this, to help this. And it really messed up the land. <laughs> Another point to make. There is still a major imbalance existing between the masculine and feminine energy strands. And it's not just between men and women, but it comes to do with ah, the energy that came before. I'm going to keep talking about it because if we only express colonial and just a very small layer pre-colonial, we're not getting the picture. This imbalance pervades everything here. And some people are not going to like to hear that, but it's true. Um, specifically, there were acts that were done with the intention of war to harm the land and the vares of what the Venusian energy threads are. And that is represented with the feminine energy thread here. So some of this has to do with current cultural attitudes and programs. As a person and a land energy specialist, I'm just going to talk about the land bit um, for now. And I'm just going to say that <laughs> it's not easy to be a woman here. And it's not easy to be a person who represents these energies here. And for the people who work on this healing, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you for how long you have been able to stand here. We are attacked almost every time we go out into the land by some of the negative energies that I am talking about. And I think it's really important that we understand that the more that we learn that we're not alone, the more that we take on board and hear advice like this and stop focusing on false ET encounters as a way to help Earth, the more that we're going to actually bring ourselves into this pace, place of safety and peace, which is what we need. I am aware that this has been a long talk and I don't want to go on too much longer though I have a lot of things to say. The first thing I want to say is this. Anybody who is ready to step forward and learn how to protect themselves, how to heal themselves, how to do all the things that are vibrationally about what you'd need to do to live here, well, my book Soul Compass will help you and the ongoing stuff that I release through my website and the training I will be providing and all of the things that I tell you on these podcasts are helpful, just as they're helpful to people who are living in other places in the world as well. We are a generation of transformation and we are all going to have to look at the things that are benefits as well as kind of the harder harmonic difficulty factors of the places that we live. And this is part of how we make sense of it. And this is how we part of how we make things better. The 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 landmass that we currently recognize as the United States of America is a powerful place 
that is central to the operation of the energy structure of the planet. There is no coincidence why the government here represents the same thing. There are so many layers of science, metaphysics, culture, and life that are being figured out here. And this is why getting the vibration of ourselves and this land is important. Like getting our vibration right is important. On a people level, the change of attitude, self-acceptance, and vibration that is happening here day by day is inspiring. Despite all of the crap I just said and so many more factors that I did not bring in, we are doing it. USA is complex and it is filled with so many different people. These things take time and honest effort, which is getting put in, and we see it all around us. No matter what anybody on the outside says, and we know that people outside of USA have a lot to say about us, we know that this land is special. We know that the government apparatus is a powerful one that is unique in the world. We know that we are blessed to get to coexist with as many people from different cultures as we do. And we also know that we as a collective are part of something that holds a lot of power in this world. The more we heal ourselves in the land, the more we raise the vibration of all of our relations, including the government structures, the ways that we relate to each other, and how we engage with the land. We are going to be a success story together. And this I know to be the truth. Stay tuned for more podcasts in the future. If you are a person who is an American listener, I have been vastly undersupported by our cohort all year long. And I know that it's because I've been taking on the harder energy for us. And honestly, it's been very hard. So if any of you have appreciated this podcast or the work that I have done for you in this land and how I have stepped in and really been a champion for all of us, I would appreciate the support if you bought my books, subscribed to this podcast or sent me in a gift. You can do so to my Buy Me a Coffee page. You can do so to buy private donation to Stripe. Because, so please and thank you. <laughs> Even a nice thank you email would really go a long way to healing the imbalance in the masculine and feminine energy of this land. I will be back with more stories about the land's mass of America and some of the sacred sites and excellent adventures, including a focus Harriet Tubman documentary very soon. In all of my studies of America and travels of America uh, and the world, Harriet Tubman is the number one most underrated person I have ever encountered who also did so much for so many people. She, for those of you who don't know, was guided by her intuition through the night of Delaware and Maryland and, and Pennsylvania to rescue people. It was her intuition and her connection to God that gave her the strength and inspiration in part to do everything that she did. And I think that is badass. So stay tuned for a little Harriet Tubman documentary and know that any gifts of support that come into me will in part be used to continue on with the stories. More from me soon. And thanks for listening. Katie Indicrow.